podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast. In this episode, we're going to look at the top players and fixtures to target for Game Week 18. So there's quite a few teams with a double game week this week in Dream Team, um, including Man City, Liverpool, Man United, Spurs. You also have Leeds, Crystal Palace and Wolves, but those games don't really look as favourable in terms of Dream Team players. So we're going to stick to Man City, Liverpool, Man United and Spurs. Newcastle have got just the one fixture, but it is quite a good one with Fulham at home. Um, I'm going to leave my team Arsenal out of this one today, um, just because we've got some really tough fixtures coming up, including Spurs, Man United, and followed by Man City in the FA Cup as well. So these are the teams that I'm going to stick to for this episode. So we're going to start with Manchester City. Um, so they start with the early kickoff today against Man United away, um, and then they, they follow that up with Spurs at home. The following week, they have got Wolves at home as well. So it does get a little bit better after these two tougher fixtures. Um, but we're going to start with Riyad Mahrez at 5.5 million. So he's probably the most informed player at City at the moment. And um, he's got eight goals, two assists and three star man awards in total. And I'd say he's just the informed striker, really, or, or winger. Um, we have Kevin De Bruyne and Erling Haaland that will be on most people's team at this point of the game. But I do think Mahrez is still fairly a differential pick. Um, on that right hand side and he's definitely ahead of Foden for example at the moment and Jack Grealish so I think Mahrez is still a really good pick um, so I'd, I've got him in uh, both of my top teams and I probably would still recommend him at 5.5 million uh, Bruno Fernandes is around a similar price um, but we've just found out that he hasn't got penalties anymore and um, so he's looking a little bit less favourable so I still think Mahrez is a really good pick um, like I said, Kevin De Bruyne, 7.6 million. Most people probably have got them in their team now, uh, but I still think he is a really good pick ahead of these fixtures. I think a lot of people are still sleeping on Man City. Um, because they are two tough fixtures, it does make bringing in these players look a little bit less favourable. But I still think they're Manchester City. They're the best team in the Premier League. They're one of the best teams in Europe. I just don't want to bet against them, to be honest. So I've got Mares in my team. I've got Haaland and I've got Kevin De Bruyne. Um, and I would recommend that you had them too, to be honest. Um, De Bruyne and Haaland have both have had a two-game rest as well. So I'm expecting them to start the next two games. Um, Kevin De Bruyne as well. So he's got three goals and 15 assists this season. And I expect him to keep racking up those assists with Erling Haaland up front. So at the top end of the pitch, really, that's Riyad Mahrez, De Bruyne and Haaland that I think probably the best picks going forward. And although the Man City defence, oh sorry, the Man United defence has been much better recently, I do think they've had some pretty good fixtures and I still just wouldn't bet against Man City scoring goals. So I still think that they're safe picks. Um, but the defence is something that people seem a lot more shaky about. Man City haven't been that solid since the restart, but they did. it's only been since that Southampton... Um, defeat in the League Cup that I think people's opinion has changed dramatically and I don't think it's that much to read into. Um, I know Chelsea haven't been great but two clean sheets against Chelsea before that um, and they're still a really solid side. I was looking at, um, I'm not heavily into stats to be honest, but I was looking at the uh, expected goals against and City still have in theory, the best defence. Um, they give they give up the least amount of chances. Um, so I still think that they're a good uh, a good pick to go with for defenders. Um, and then with that, I'd say Akanji at three point nine million is probably the most nailed centre back for City at the moment. We've just heard yesterday that John Stones is uh, likely to be ruled out of this game as well. So. I imagine they might start with either Akanji and Ake or maybe Akanji and Laporte, I think, at centre-back. 
Um, so onto Ake as well. So he's 3.7 million. Akanji's 3.9 million. I think there's a good chance that both of them start in this game. I suppose with Ake, there's a chance that he plays at centre back, or there is a chance he plays at left back as well. With um, with Cancelo not looking particularly in favour, um, there is a chance that he goes with Ake at left back. But I had a little look at some of the previous fixtures and um, Ake played left back for both the Liverpool game and he played centre back for United earlier in the season. So Ake is definitely a, a player that is trusted by Pep for the big games. Um, and with Akanji as well, he started against Man United um, and he started the Liverpool game as well earlier in the season. So I think those two probably are trusted for the big games. Someone who I have in my team from Man City in defence who's probably not that popular, it's a bit of an out there pick. Um, but Rico Lewis, um, he was quite in favour from the start of the restart, um, playing at right back. Pep's really been talking him up. He's 2.9 million now. I think I got him on my team at 2.5. Um, but he is still a budget pick. Uh, Walker is back as well, so it makes him a little bit less appealing. Cancelo hasn't looked great. And I think if Cancelo is going to play, he probably is going to play at left back, I think. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the sort of pick where... You're not completely sure that he's going to start, but he has been rested in the last game. So I think there is a good chance that he does start this one. Whether or not I think it's a good idea, I'm not sure. Um, I still think he is very young and then playing against an in-form Rashford. So if he's at right back, Rashford's probably going to be on the left wing for that Man United game. And then for the Spurs game as well, you've got um, Son who hasn't been in form, but he's still a brilliant player. So that's going to be two really tough tests for Rico Lewis. I'm not sure whether Pep will throw him in against them or not, to be honest. I wouldn't do it myself, but I have got him in my team. And I just hope that he might come on for, you know, a five, ten minute cameo. In one of the previous games, he played five minutes and got me five points for the clean sheet. So at that price, 2.9 million, it's not as good as obviously getting on him at 2.5. But I still think in comparison to some of the other players out there for that price, I still think it's a pretty good player to have in your team. Then on to Liverpool, who face Brighton away and Wolves away in an FA Cup replay. I wasn't expecting Liverpool to have the two fixtures. To be honest, I, caught, I didn't really consider that they would have the replay in the FA Cup. So in one of my teams, I did swap Salah to Kane, um, because Kane had two fixtures, Salah looked like he was going to have one. But now Salah has two fixtures, and they probably are two better fixtures than what Harry Kane will end up playing. So Brighton away, Wolves away in the FA Cup. Um, and then they're followed by Chelsea at home the following week, which did look on paper like a, a bad fixture. But the form that Chelsea are in, it doesn't look like a bad game at all, to be honest. So I'm going to say Salah is 8.8 .8 million, which is very expensive. But he's got three goals in his last five. And Brighton haven't kept a clean sheet in their last four games. They really are leaking goals under the Zerbi. They're playing really good football, uh, really good attacking football, but they're just conceding a lot of goals. And Liverpool's last meet with Brighton finished 3-3. So I think there is quite a good opportunity for Salah to get on the goals in that game. The only downside about that game is that Liverpool don't really have that many um, attacking players ready at the minute. So I think Darwin Nunes is potentially ruled out of that game. So it probably just leaves Salah and Gakpo as the main attacking threats. So we'll have to see how that one goes, but you can never really write off Mohamed Salah. Um, then Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'm going to mention him here, but I'm still not convinced about the Liverpool defence, which is a bit of a worry. So he's, he's 5.6 million, which is really quite expensive still, even though we probably would have expected him to be more expensive at this time of the season. But 5.6 mil, he's got three assists in a row. Um, and three ratings from his last four games. And that one rating that he didn't get was a 6.9. So he is really up in his performance now. And those assists do contribute towards him getting those rating points. But no clean sheets is a big, a big turn off from this Liverpool team. And they've got 
Virgil van Dijk out injured as well. And I just I can't see them keeping a clean sheet against Brighton. Wolves potentially, but Wolves did give them a really hard game in that last FA Cup uh, round as well. So I'm not sure that they can keep clean sheets in these games either. So for me at the minute, it's probably an avoid, but here's someone to keep an eye on. Then I'll come on to Man United, who are probably one of the most popular teams to pick from at the minute. They're really informed since the restart. Um, they've got Man City at home, obviously, in this early kickoff today. And then they've got Crystal Palace away, which is a pretty nice fixture. And they have actually a ton of fixtures coming up. So they've got a double um, in the following week. They've got Arsenal away and Forest away. And then they've got pretty much double game weeks the whole way through February as well. So And quite some really good fixtures there as well. So I'd, I'd check those out. Um, but focusing most, mostly on this Man City at home and Crystal Palace away game. Um, Rashford, 5.4 million. He's the most, probably the most informed player in the Premier League at the minute. Um, he's averaging over 10 points per game across his last five games. And in total, he's got 15 goals and five assists. He's just in red hot form at the minute. Um, and I think, I think you have to have Rashford in your starting lineup at the minute. So I've, I've said it before in previous videos, but I think it's Haaland, Kane or Salah, and then Rashford is probably the it's probably the template and it's probably the best way to go at the minute, in my opinion, um, for that forward line. So Rashford is he's risen in price dramatically as well. So he was 4.5 million when I brought him in ahead of the restart, and now he's up to 5.4. And I would just say just get on him now because he's probably just gonna keep rising with those good fixtures and two games a week through February. So yeah. I'd get Rashford in your team, and even though they are tough fixtures, I can potentially see him scoring in at least one of these two games. Then on to the Man United defence. Now, I'm not so keen for this weekend on the Man United defence, but I know a lot of people are heavily um, all in on Man United at the minute. Um, so Luke Shaw's probably the best at the moment with Dallow out, so he's 4.3 million. And he's been getting a few attacking returns lately as well, which is quite surprising. So he's moved ahead of Bruno Fernandes for total points as well, which is pretty interesting. Um, so, yeah, Luke Shaw, 4.3. Probably the best option there. You've got no Dallo. Um, but the, the main centre-backs have come back now in Varane and Lissandra Martinez. So they are looking a bit more sturdy at the back. But to be honest, I still do think Man City will put more than one goal past Man United actually today. But we'll wait and see. Um, and then Bruno Fernandes, I'll come on to him. So he's 5.3 million. And like I said, he's a similar price point to Mares. And I think Mares is probably a better asset to have at the minute. But Bruno's a lot more now than Mares. At any point, Pep could just change his mind, switch it up and rest Mares. Whereas I think Bruno's pretty much still the main man at Man United. And he is going to play the majority of all those um, double game weeks they have coming up. One thing that makes him a lot less appealing now, though, is it looked like Rashford has stepped up as being the main penalty taker, whereas Bruno Fernandes, he was the main man for taking penalties before, and he used to rack up the points from those penalties. So, yeah, that's quite disappointing. It's making him a lot less appealing, but I still think with the fixtures coming up, he is worth keeping or even bringing into your side. And then someone that I've seen um, a few people talking about and a few people bringing in is Anthony. I think it's a bit of a riskier pick, um, especially when you have got quite a few good options there, but he is he is a bit cheaper at 3.8 million. And he's got two goals in his last two games. So he is, he is in form at the minute. He might be finding his way in the Premier League now. Um, he's only got five goals for the season, which isn't, which isn't a lot. But yeah, if you're looking for a differential, this could be a good player to bring in. But I still think Man City at home and Palace away are two fairly tough fixtures. Um, Palace away was a 
a fixture that probably did look worse earlier in the season, but they haven't been in great form. But I don't expect him to get anything at Man City at home. We might watch this back and have a good laugh if Man United do beat Man City, but honestly, I think Man City are going to win this game. But with the uh, sheer volume of fixtures that are coming along for Man United um, in, the in the rest of this month, I think that Anthony still could be a fairly good pick. Then coming on to Spurs then, so it is two tough fixtures for Spurs. Um, it's a little bit of a freak thing when it comes to Harry Kane because he does thrive in these fixtures. So Spurs' fixtures are Arsenal at home and then Man City away and then it's followed by Fulham away. So three fairly tough fixtures but Harry Kane is just one of these players that does score in those games. So he's 7.7 .7 million and I had a look and he's got three goals in his last two games against Arsenal and he has two goals in his two uh, last two games against Manchester City. So it's almost like Harry Kane is pretty much fixture-proof and he's a big game player. As much as I hate it as an Arsenal fan, he always seems to score against us, whether it's from a, pen from a penalty or a few seasons ago when he scored that ridiculous one from but almost near the corner flag. He just always seems to do it. So, yeah, I, I still think Harry Kane is a really good pick ahead of these fixtures. If you've got him already, I wouldn't be swapping to Salah. I know Salah does look like he's got better fixtures, but... I honestly think sometimes with players like this, you can't always call when their goals are going to come. Um, some fixtures look better on paper, but some players like Harry Kane, they will step up for these games. So I would not be surprised if he got a goal or even two goals in these two games. Um, and then Fulham away, obviously a tougher game than it looks on paper, to be honest. But yeah, again, with those penalties, he's, he's just putting some incredible finishes away so Harry Kane I still think is worth choosing um, and his last five average is not far off 10 as well same same as Rashford so 9.4 points per game the only thing I would say he is still one yellow card away from suspension um, but that is wiped clear after the Arsenal game I think the uh, the time frame gets extended um, and bumped up to a few more cards so it's their 19th game is against Arsenal and that's when um, the 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 suspension risk gets wiped so yeah as long as he can get through that Arsenal game without getting a yellow card which I had a look back at some of the previous fixtures as well and I don't think he got booked in his last two against Arsenal so it's probably a little bit more streetwise than we think so yeah I think he'll probably will be safe from getting suspended but might be famous last words we'll wait and see but I still think he's a really good pick then on to Newcastle and there's big Dan Byrne you have to see his dance that was brilliant I don't know why I just find him a really likeable player um so Newcastle they've only got the one fixture so they don't have a double fixture um but it is a home game against Fulham and that back line for Newcastle has been absolutely brilliant they've kept eight clean sheets out of their last 10 games one of them games where they didn't keep the clean sheet was Sheffield Wednesday um in the cup and then I think the other game, they only conceded one goal. I think that might have been against Southampton. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, their defence has been absolutely incredible. Um, so they play Fulham at home and then they double the following week. So they've got Crystal Palace and then Southampton away as well. So yeah, the Newcastle defence has been absolutely brilliant. But the only problem with that is the if you didn't get on them early, the prices really have risen for these uh, Newcastle defenders. So Kieran Trippier is now 6.2 million. Um, hopefully you've all got him in your team because he's been absolutely fantastic if he's not getting the star man he's pretty much there or thereabouts he's really close he's a star man magnet 6.2 million i think you need him in your team if you haven't already fabian share 4.5 million um, i think he's probably the second best defender you can get in your team 
And then I wouldn't say there's that much between Botman and Dan Byrne, both 4.3 million. Um, but Dan Byrne got on the goals in the last game and had a really good dance in the change rooms after, if you hadn't seen that one. Um, then Almiron as well, I'm going to mention him. So we did start to get a little bit worried. He went three games without picking up any points, but he got an eight in his last game, had a really good performance in that last game. So I still think he's a really good option to have in your team. Um, there is Nick Pope as well. Um, you could have him as your goalkeeper, potentially ahead of one of these defenders. But personally, I've got I've got um, the defenders as my Newcastle assets. I'll give you a quick update on my team, but I haven't got too much to update you on, to be honest. Um, so on both my teams, my top team and my vlog team, which I show, um, I didn't make any transfers ahead of the Friday um, price changes and deadlines. So it's the same team as if you watched my previous videos. I've got David. This is my vlog team. I've got David De Gea in goal. I've got Kieran Trippier, Fabian Scher, Rico Lewis in defence. Midfield, I've got Bruno Fernandes, Matoma, De Bruyne and Mares. And up front, I've got Rashford, Kane and Haaland. Um, the last game week, this team got me 83 points. The total's up to 1,143. The rank for this vlog team is 8.9k. And I still have four transfers to use in this one. Um, and I'm actually not overly keen on using them at this point. Um, so looking at my team at the minute, I've got David De Gea in goal. He plays City at home, which I'm not confident for Man United, to be honest. I think Man City are going to probably run away with this game. I think Man City will score one, more than one goal and I think they'll go on to win the game. Um, so I'm not that overly confident about having De Gea. He's got Crystal Palace away afterwards, which is a good fixture. But then Man United face Arsenal, I think it is, in the, in the following game. So they have got some tough fixtures coming up. But then after these first three fixtures, Man City, Crystal Palace and Arsenal out of the way, they do have a really good run. They've got Nottingham Forest, Reading, Forest again in the League Cup, Crystal Palace, Leeds, and that's on. then it's on to Barcelona um, in the Europa League. So it's not a bad run of fixtures. So if I can potentially keep him for these next three I think there's some points to follow after that. So I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to do there, but I have also got my eye on Edison a little bit. Um, I am feeling confident about, about the Man City defence. So we'll wait and see how that goes. Kieran Trippier, happy to keep him. And if things carry on, even with European football, I think I'll be happy to just keep him in my team. Um, so they've got Fulham at home. And then Fabian Scher as well, who I've got, has also got Fulham at home. So I think that's a good fixture. Even though they haven't got two fixtures this week, I'm pretty happy to keep those two. Um, Rico Lewis, I mentioned him previously. 2.9 million now, 2.5 when I bought him. He's not obviously going to start every game. But I still think if he can play one in two or play start one and come on in one, I still think at that price point, playing for Man City... I still think they have a really good clean sheet potential and I think he will still score um, a competitive amount of points for that price point. So I'm not comparing Rico Lewis um, to defenders like, I don't know, um, Akanji or Trippier or Cher or Luke Shaw. I'm comparing Rico Lewis at 2.9 or at 2.5 to players around that sort of price point because I do need a player on my team of around that price point to make this work as I haven't got the biggest budget. I think it's just over 60 million, around 62, I think it was. Um, but onto my midfield, I've got Bruno Fernandes. So he's got Man City and Crystal Palace away. Um, I was tempted to take Bruno Fernandes out um, and I was looking to take him out for potentially an Akanji or to move a few more City defenders into my team. 
the only thing that's putting me off now um, is now that Man United are still challenging for quite a few trophies. Um, they've got so many fixtures coming up. And although he hasn't got penalties, he's going to be a sort of nailed player, which I think it could hurt us to take him out of my team. So I might be willing to give him either one or two more rounds of fixtures. But even then, the better fixtures come a little bit later. So it's going to be a tough decision on Bruno Fernandes. I'm not completely sold either way. Then I have Matoma in midfield as another budget pick. Um, so Liverpool at home is obviously going to be a tough game for them. But I still think Brighton can score against Liverpool. And I mentioned it in my previous episode as well. Liverpool play a really high line. It might not be as high now Virgil van Dijk's out. <clears throat> but they give up a lot of chances as well. Going back to that um, expected goals against chart that I looked at. Liverpool are so far down the list. They've got a really poor defence this season. And I do think Brighton can hurt them. And Matoma on that sort of left-hand side is going to be playing up against Trent. who I know he gets a lot of stick for his defending. But I'm not even calling out his defending. He just plays so high and so attacking. that I think it's going to leave room in behind for Matoma. So I think I'm happy to keep him in my team for this week. Then on to Kevin De Bruyne. Um, I still think he's a big game player. I'm not worried about it being Man United away and Tottenham at home. I still think with Haaland in the team, uh, Mares, I feel, still think there's so many ways that Man City can hurt Man United. So obviously I'm going to keep Kevin De Bruyne in my team. Mares, since I've brought him in, he's been absolutely brilliant. So I'm going to keep him as well. Man City, obviously disappointing that they went out of the League Cup. So they've got a few less fixtures, but I still think they're the best team in the league. I'm an Arsenal fan. Maybe it makes me feel a little, be a little bit better if they don't do well. Um, I've got the caveat that it might mean that Arsenal are doing a bit better. But that aside, Man City are still a top, top team. So De Bruyne and Mahrez, I still think they make sense. Rashford's on fire. He's got City and Palace. I still think he could pick up goals in them. Harry Kane up front. I've mentioned him. I still think he'll score um, across these next two games. And Haaland. He has been quiet lately, but... You don't dare take him out of your team. Um, so I think that team's set up quite nicely. I've got four transfers left. Quite honestly, I don't know if I'll make any changes ahead ahead of these um, weekend's fixtures. If I see anything glaring um, at that first kickoff, for example, Man City versus Man United, I don't know. If there's something random happens, like Fernandez is injured or there's a Man City defender who I think could come into the team instead, I could make changes there, but at the moment, I'm not overly keen to make changes. But just, just to let you know, that could change as we get near the deadline. Then this is my best team. So this one got 86 points for the game week. Um, totals 1,166. The rank in this one's 4.8k, which I want to target 1k really. Is my um, That was my target at the start of the season to get under 1k. It did look far away because it well, just before the restart, I was around 70k and I really was unhappy with how my team was doing. So it does show that you, you can sort of gain up those ranks quite quickly if you do have a, a couple of good weeks. So 4.8k at the minute and I've got five transfers left in this team. So a lot I can do, um, but it is a long month. So like I said, I'm not that keen to um, make transfers for the sake of it. I've got David De Gea in goal. I've got Akanji and Lewis in defence. I think Akanji is definitely going to start. I'm not so sure about Rico Lewis, but I do think he'll feature. Um, Kieran Trippier, Fabian Scher. I've got De Bruyne and Ramirez again. I've got Almoron in this team. 
Um, so I still think he's a good option. So three Newcastle players. Doesn't look like there's that many uh, different teams actually in this team, but I'm still happy with it. Um, so Almiron, I've got Haaland, and I've got Salah up front in this team instead of Harry Kane. I wanted to keep these two teams slightly different just in case one works better than the other. Um, and then I've got Rashford up front. So that is my best team currently. And similar to, like I said previously, I think this team is set up quite nicely um, for this week or this weekend. So I think I'm fairly happy to stick with it. I might edge towards Edison in one of the two teams. I still am feeling confident about Man City, but again, we'll see how that one goes. Um, as we get towards the deadline, I'm, I might see the lineups and make some changes. So yeah, I'll leave it like that for now. Um, and I don't expect that I'll make any changes unless anything drastic happens. If you've enjoyed this video, please do like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Or if you're listening on Spotify, please do give us a follow on there as well. Good luck with your teams this week and we'll see you on the next episode. Sports Social Podcast Network.